Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. Peter Schweitzer is the author of the hottest political book in the country. It's titled Clinton Cash. I've already discussed it extensively with you because I've read it. The untold story of how and why foreign governments and businesses helped make Bill and Hillary rich. This is Peter Schweitzer. Hey, Peter, thank you so much for being back on the program. Oh, it's great to be back on with you. Thanks for having me. This morning on CNN, I was asked about your book. I have 60 seconds of audio. I think it'll be pretty interesting for you to listen to what I said about you, and then you can react. Here we go. Oh, great. Where is the proof? I know the perception is so tantalizing to us and certainly to the right. You read the book. Do you believe the case can be made that there were bribes involved? I don't think that the book is a hit job. I think the book is pretty well researched, and I think that it raises legitimate questions. But to your point, Chris, there are no smoking guns in this book of any quid pro quo. And so unless there's more information, more evidence forthcoming of a deal, 
having been part and parcel of these financial transactions, the donations to the Clinton Foundation, the engagement of former President Clinton to speak, unless there's more that is coming forward, then I don't think it'll move the needle. I think that the, the Clinton partisans, those who respect, admire, and want to vote for Hillary Clinton, like David Brock, will continue to say it's a put-up job, and those like Mitt Romney will continue to refer to it as something that looks like bribery. Right. There's something in it for everybody. And one, one last thought. You know, it requires an attention span to really get involved in this book and try and sort it out. The Tom Brady issue, we all get it. Did they underinflate the balls or not? <laughs> the Clinton issue, not you're going to have to pay attention. How'd I do, Peter Schweitzer? Well, I think it was a pretty good characterization. I, I, the, the premise, I think, behind the question you were asked, I think, is, is incorrect, in that the notion that there is supposed to be a smoking gun of a quid pro quo, that's not really the way that things operate in American politics. That's not the way the laws are written. And, and you know, you can ask uh, the former governor of Virginia, you can ask Senator Menendez, you can ask the former governor of Oregon, Kitsaber, who've all been wrapped up uh, with uh, matters related to money and politics and influence peddling. And the notion of a smoking gun, a letter that says, you do this and I'll give you money, that's not the way it works. And, and my whole point has been the Clintons ought to be held to the same standard as everybody else. And you've got a very suspicious pattern of behavior that is crying out for investigation by somebody with subpoena power who can actually put people under oath. And the suspicious pattern that you're describing, you summarize in a paragraph that I'll read aloud. You say, here is how it worked. Bill flew around the world making speeches and burnishing his reputation as a global humanitarian and wise man. Very often on these trips, he was accompanied by close friends or associates who happened to have business interests pending in these countries. Introductions were made, deals were struck, photo ops arranged before an admiring foreign press. Meanwhile... Bureaucratic or legislative obstacles were mysteriously cleared or approvals granted within the purview of his wife, the powerful senator and secretary of state. Huge donations then flowed into the Clinton Foundation, while Bill received enormous speaking fees underwritten by the very businessmen who benefited from these apparent interventions. If there's not evidence, an email, a conversation, a recording, that there was an explicit agreement we will pay you to speak, you will assist us in this way, then, then what could any prosecutor ever make of it? That, well, that's, that's exactly the point. And if you look, for example, at the McDonald case in Virginia, uh, the prosecutors argued to the grand jury that, that they didn't have a smoking gun, that all they could show was that the governor and his family had received gifts and that he had given, in their words, tacit approval for things that benefited the person that, that, who had given them the gifts. And he was convicted. Uh, and I think that is precisely the point. I liken it a little bit to like insider trading in the stock market. Very few people, there are a couple of really dumb ones, send out emails that say, I've got inside information, buy this stock on this date. Uh, very few convictions happen that way. Most of the time, the conviction is you've got an individual who has access to inside information, and they execute a series of incredibly well-timed trades. And when investigators looked at it, they said, look, the, the odds of this being anything other than insider trading are nothing we're going to prosecute. So it, it's very similar to that. And, and the bottom line is, you know, the Clintons have yet to give an explanation as to why, when Hillary was Secretary of State, 
people that had business before her at the State Department were suddenly lining up to give Bill inflated speaking fees that are times three times more than his typical speaking fee, and then they got favorable action from her sometimes days later. Um, That does not happen by coincidence over and over and over again. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from SiriusXM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive. Then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS. 
Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. Let, let's let's assume that the Clintons' hands are clean; that they never they never lifted a finger to do something for someone because of him being hired to speak or contributions to the foundation. What should they have done when she becomes Secretary of State? Are you are you saying they should have shut down the foundation? That he should have stepped away from it? I mean, there are a whole host of 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 you know God's chores that they've been performing through the foundation. How could this have been handled differently? Well, they, it was they were asked at the Center Foreign Relations Committee by Republicans and Democrats to not take foreign money. I mean, this is this is the big reason why this is, I think, so different than any other issue. Um, the issue of money in politics has always been about American money in politics. The Clintons have found a way around that. So you're talking about foreign money. So Senator Dick Luger, who's by no means a bomb thrower, said, look, I would prefer it if you didn't take foreign money. They had to promise President-elect Obama and sign an agreement that they were going to disclose all their donors. They didn't do that. Um, so, you know, what I ask people to do is step back for a minute, don't think of the name Clinton, and just imagine that three years from now, we have a Secretary of Defense, and along with their spouse, they have set up a private foundation. And they, for example, have a small company in Canada that has business before the Department of Defense. The Department of Defense has to sign off on something. And eight or nine members of that small company send $145 million to that Secretary of Defense's private foundation. Do we not think that there would be an investigation about that? Of course there would be. It's, it's what we've got with the Clintons is this sense that, well, you know, unless a journalist or an author can prove beyond a doubt that a crime has occurred, it's a non-story. And, and I just think it's, it's, it's patently absurd. I mean, a secretary of defense in that situation would be before a congressional committee. There would be subpoenas issued. They'd be going through all their communication to figure out what the heck went on and what and their Peter, And Peter, for the benefit of those who've not yet read Clinton Cash, you've just outlined an analogous situation to us giving the Russians control of one-fifth of our uranium production in this country. Yes, exactly right. And what's so interesting to me is, you know, the Clintons have said, you know, well, the book is a dud, there's nothing here. They've responded to it. But on this uranium story, they are engaged in a massive deception. They put out a video for two and a half minutes that says, Look, there's no story here because the shareholder in the uranium company sold their shares of stock two years before Hillary made this decision as Secretary of State or the State Department made this decision. The problem is the book talks about nine individuals, not one. It talks about nine and the other eight. The other eight were the chairman of the company at the time and shareholders, financiers that underwrote the Russian transfer. They don't dispute any of that. What they're counting on is, and you kind of alluded to this in the tape, they're counting on the fact that people are not going to pay attention to the details. And they are purposely obscuring what is a very troubling transaction. And they won't address it. They won't is, address is it. The, is, the, is the uranium, I think the book is 11 or 12 chapters, and you go through a number of different financial transactions. Is that the clearest case, or, or what I would say to Peter Schweitzer, to you, the most troublesome case that cries out for investigation? Well, I think that and the speeches, because the speeches, I think, are, are just, it's money that ends up in their pocket. And look, they, you know, think about it for a second. Bill Clinton's never given a paid speech in Nigeria. His wife becomes Secretary of State. 
As Secretary of State, she has enormous power because Nigeria gets U.S. foreign aid. And U.S. foreign aid, if a government is corrupt, that aid will be cut off unless the Secretary of State grants a waiver to that country. So she becomes Secretary of State. Suddenly, for the first time ever, a businessman with close ties to the Nigerian government says, we want Bill Clinton to give not one but two speeches in Nigeria for $700,000 apiece. And, of course, Hillary Clinton grants the waiver. And there are multiple examples like that. Now, I can understand if there were one or two, people would say, well, you know, it's a coincidence. You know, they know a lot of people. Bill gives a lot of speech. It's invariably going to happen. But when you see that same pattern of timing over and over and over again, uh, it's troublesome. And that's why I think there's not just one case. I think the uranium case is vitally important because it's a fundamental national security issue. But you've also got the Indian nuclear deal, which, again, they try to obscure the give, record. Give, give everybody the Note version, if you can, of that. Well, the Indian government in 2005-2006 wanted a nuclear deal with the United States to get unrestricted access to U.S. civilian nuclear technology. Um, Hillary Clinton was opposed to that in 2006. There was a large influx of funds from Indian interests. Bill got a bunch of speaking fees. Uh, there were tens of millions of dollars that poured into the Clinton Foundation. 2008, against the advice of all of her top aides, she reverses course and comes out in favor of it. Um, what's interesting about that, at the center of that, is a donation by an Indian member of parliament named Amar Singh, who the Clinton Foundation's list is a donor for between $1 and $5 million. Uh, he's just one of the donors. There are many of them. Here's the problem. Amar Singh, and he just came out with a statement a couple of days ago in response to the book, has admitted it wasn't my money. It was somebody else's money. So you've got millions of dollars now going to the Clinton Foundation. They're claiming that it's from this donor. It's not. It's from somebody else. And there are a number of other irregularities in this. The problem is the Clinton administration, or sorry, the Clinton campaign's response is, again, to totally try to obscure the record and not deal with the facts. And that's what indicates to me that they are very troubled by this, and they don't want to have a direct discussion well, about part it. Well, part of the response is to say that you are a stooge for the Koch brothers, to which you respond, A, I'm not, and B, I'm now taking a look at Jeb. What are you finding? Well, yes, that's exactly right. And, and as I've also said, we have received project funding on certain projects in the, in the past from the Kochs. They did not fund this research project, and, and I've said that repeatedly. Uh, on Jeb Bush, we are, we, we're about four months into that investigation. We expect to have it out in September. We are looking at land deals. We're looking at an airport deal. And we're doing the same thing that we did with the Clintons, follow the money. You know, who's giving him money? Is there self-enrichment taking place? Is there enrichment of family members? And are there policies or actions that he took as governor that led to wealth creation for friends and family? And it's, it's the same it methodology. Struck, it struck me as I was reading your book that what's different about the Clintons is that they set up this foundation and that becomes the entity that plays a role in how they conduct themselves, whereas for the conventional politician, you know, they've got a PAC, they've got a congressional committee or a campaign committee. It, 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 I think that this is indicative of the whole system. What's different here is the foundation and the speaking fees. Yes, exactly. I think that's a very astute observation. And I would add to that that the speaking fees and the foundation allow a way around the foreign money problem. Because a foreign corporation, a foreign financier, a foreign government certainly can't give to a political campaign. They can't give to a political pack. But they can give to a foundation and they can ha hire the spouse 
of a very powerful person in Washington to give inflated speaking fees. And that's what's gone on. Final issue, because I know I have a time constraint with you. I, I, I thought your approach was very interesting. The book only came out last Tuesday, and yet you clearly gave it to the New York Times, to the Washington Post, I think to ABC as well. I mean, you, you went into, you know, the alleged liberal lion's den and you said, here's the manuscript. And not only did they did they not undercut it, they built upon it, at least in the case of the Post and the Times. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and ABC News as well. And look, they, these are these are good reporters. I think they're fair reporters. Um, I gave them the material. I said, look, I think we found some very troubling things. Uh, they read it, concurred, investigated, retraced our steps, uh, confirmed the, you know, the undisclosed donations, the, the details of the uranium deal. Um, and look, this is where I think the, the, the Clintons have miscalculated. Their calculation is, well, this is just some author, some right wing author, you know, hat guy. We're not going to have to worry about this. Uh, I would say no. I mean, the mainstream media is on this issue. They recognize it's a problem. They recognize what's been going on. They see the sloppiness. They see the conflicts of interest. They see the self-enrichment. This issue is not going away. Peter Schweitzer, thanks so much for being here. I want to get you on my CNN program as well. The book is called Clinton Cash, and I appreciate your time. Hey, I'm glad to do it. Thanks for having me. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older like a family vacation or starting your dream business welcome to connie's coffee how may i help you aarp's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds that's why the younger you are the more you need aarp start planning today at aarp.org money tools